0: Welcome back for episode 40 of Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on July 20th, 2016, on Twitch.tv. Big shout out to the chat here. Thank you so much for spending your evening with us. This is your host, Blue Crew 86. Alongside me, we have the man who it has been said has the voice of a flower, Justin Sane 0516.
1: Hello, all.
0: Next up is the third member of our merry little band, our friendly neighborhood spokesman for Payin', Steamin Willie Beeman.
2: May Payin' smite Skype with all his wrath.
0: We are also joined tonight by one of the masterminds behind the amazing mind maps we have each week, week, Green Eyed Music Lover. Green, how are you doing tonight?
3: Doing well. How's everyone doing? We're here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> much
0: awesome. yeah. Much to Skype's dismay, we have we have made it through. Um as is usual. We you, Skype. <laughs> as is usual for our new guest co-host, have a few quick questions for you. So what would you say your favorite lore topic in Destiny is, and what can you tell us about how you got into game exploration of lore in general?
3: You know, I Ever since you guys started inviting guests on here, I was just like, okay, if I was ever on there, what would I say? And honestly, listening to Morla talk in multiple different interviews and just knowing Eris, that's probably my favorite above all, hands down. More than the books of Sorrow, more than anything. Just because she's such a broken character, you just want to know her more.
0: Yes, I completely agree with that. <laughs> I think Justin. With, as... I think Justin kind of agrees with it too. Approved.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> Justin
2: wants to know Iris more than a lot of people. I think I know
3: more than Amanda Holiday. <laughs>
2: <laughs> whoa, whoa! Is there something I'd miss? I, I guess I missed
1: that one. Wow, she went deep for that one. That was that uh-huh. was. An, yeah, um, Amanda Holiday would be fine. She would just clean herself up and then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know i mean I, I fly all the way down there she could at least just wipe that greasy hand stain
4: god
0: <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> so how about how about where people can find you out on the
3: internet well, as far as being able to find me, Twitter is probably the easiest, or Xbox Live, and it's just the same as my game tag on here. It's Green Eye music Lover. Beyond Perfect. that, I'm kind of recluse.
0: She, well, and, you're in You're in our Discord chat, too, if anybody wants to bug you there. True. I've, I've actually got a question.
4: Uh-huh. So,
1: you, I, I know you have a real strong music background.
3: Uh-huh. Is that
1: correct? Do you... Uh, did I catch this? Do you actually teach music?
3: I did. I've taught music for five years, K through 12.
1: Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I butcher music, K through 12. So.
3: You do just <laughs> fine. And
2: I also had a question, Green Eyed. Uh,
3: mm-hmm. I,
2: I don't always get to ask this question to every lucky guest host, no. but you are here, so... What are Uh your feelings on Payne, our Lord and Savior?
3: Well, I've actually prepared something for you. (laughs) Um, As far as the music history goes, my music professor would probably shoot me if I didn't mention that historically pain is considered a hymn or a song in the Greek era. Um, beyond that just going in our discord chat and the fun that goes there I'm just happy that you found something to believe in and you know as Blue has said many many times throughout this all paths leave to Osiris so we're just going to wait for the day you get there hon right, that's well played and I understand that and that's why it makes perfect name that his name would be Payan he is Payan who sings Payan just like Saint is a saintly guy who does saintly things, mm-hmm. and, and the speaker, he speaks. That's really what no, he does. No, no, he, he doesn't. doesn't.
1: <laughs> yeah, he does. It doesn't mean that Might. you learn anything when he talks, yeah. but he does Toaster.
0: talk. Toaster as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, so bringing, bringing it back. The the topic of today's chat is going to be over the first Crota Fire team. Before we get into that, um, I did want to run through just some quick notes like we do every week. Our last chat, we took a look at the lore of Crota's in The Raid. If you missed that and have any interest in hearing our thoughts, please be sure to check out www.focusfirechat.com for archives of all previous chats, as well as links to all our various other pages. If you don't mind, please give us some feedback on iTunes or through our email, focusfirechat at gmail.com to let us know how we're doing. As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long, in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny and other games. This chat begins every Tuesday morning and runs until the following Tuesday, with topics decided by the group via a poll that begins every Friday and ends on the Tuesday morning of the new chat. Every Wednesday at around 10 p.m. Central, we get together to stream a recap of the previous week's chat for those who are unable to participate. We do actually have a really big announcement this week, as some of you might have already heard earlier this week. We have officially joined the Guardian Radio Network. We're really excited about teaming up with Guardian Radio and the Guardian One podcast, as well as all the other awesome content creators that are connected to that network. Um, Literally, words cannot express how much this means to the Focus Fire community and just how excited we are about that. It's a huge honor for us to to be included in that. So our, our next chat will be a discussion on the lore surrounding the cryptarchy, which is going to be a really, really interesting one with that all being said, let's go ahead and dive into the lore of the first Crota fire team. Ah uh, yes. And what a grand story it is.
2: Let's see, we have six people and we're going to get around to all of them. Um, I would say the leader of this little disaster was Ariana 3. Um, and then, of course, we had Saimota, Omar Aga, the ever-vigilant Titan, Veltarlo, that we spoke about. We spoke about everybody last week. Um, I'm trying to see if I can remember everybody's name just off the top of my head. We also had Toland, of course. Toland the Shattered was kind of like the... the guide into the terror and who am I forgetting? Oh, good old Eris. So we kind of get a feeling of what they're, them kind of trying to sneak in on the Ghost Fragment Warlock 2 and of course it's told by Ariana it says, my name is Ariana 3 disciple of the Praxic Warlocks marked by the Comoran seal we came here under one banner united in a host of thousands to claim the moon But the battle goes against us I have taken a prisoner And this is record of its interrogation If I transgress in your eyes I ask for your forgiveness You hear a sound of a current or a discharge Ariana It responds to pain It responds to the light Heard it again Monster, heed me Who is your master with the sword? Static event I can hear it In my head the sword name is Crota. Record that. Should I burn again? No. I think you're only feeding it. I will touch it. I will touch its mind. Ghost, help. They call you wizard. You must be ancient. I think you value power very much. Will you still be powerful without this piece of your mind? Tell me how to kill Crota. Static event. It showed me the battle. It showed me Wei Ning dead on Crota's blade. It showed me how Crota killed a guardian with a screaming knife hammered out of his own ghost. So I'll take a piece of its mind and ask again. Tell me how to kill Crota. Static event. Incredible. Where? Where is his throne? Where is the twilight world under the dead star eye? Ariana, there is word from the company in Mare Imbrium. Crota is upon them. Half a hundred dead. They need us. Tell me where. Tell me how. Tell me. Static event. Ariana, what did it say? It showed me how it did this. Just exactly this. To an awoken man. The knives arranged by its will, like little silver ships, like ghosts. It laughed at me. It said we were all, all the same. Crota marches with a thousand knights, and they say the sky above Mare Ambrium has turned into green fire. They are dying in numbers, and I cannot bear to repeat. He kills them one by one with a sword that eats their light. Ariana, we have to do something. Kill the wizard. Scatter the ash has nothing but lies to offer get your sparrows we have light and fury that will be enough which shows you she's just kind of she wants to know how to get to crota and you find out later that she was very very attached to Wei Ning, which is interesting and we'll talk about that later as well um and this shows you that power that crota had before when he had all of his tribute he actually took a ghost from a guardian, turned it into a screaming knife, and then he m- murdered the guardian with it. Like, if, if he did that to anybody in the raid, I'm pretty sure everybody would have just turned their Xboxes off, said, <laughs> Blam that. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not even messing with this. I'm going to go play Call of Duty. I'm done.
0: Bungie, nerf, please.
2: Yeah. Please don't let him turn my ghost into a knife and stab me while it's still screaming.
0: I think the other the other thing that's really important here, and so the the uh the first thing that I do want to say before I go into what I was gonna point out on this card is the cards relating to the first Croto Fire team are mostly going to be um snippets of conversation. Um now that that makes for a intriguing problem in that Bungie, as many people who have kind of dealt with Bungie in in the past, don't really give us a really clear timeline on anything. We, it's kind of left to us to come up with the timeline and figure out, you know, kind of where everything falls. So we're going to try to read these cards in chronological order as much as we can tell right now with what the cards that we have. So, you know, right now we're kind of in a, a intro. I I kind of refer to it as the intro to the assault on Crota and the fire team in general. So there's a couple cards here and then, then there'll be, I think green, you guys in the mind map have, have it referred to as like the intro to, um, the intro to the fire team is that isn't that is that an app thing it's not really during the assault but it's like right before it's like the night before
3: it's like the breakdown
0: right um and so and then like obviously there's during the assault and then there's there there's actually a couple cards after the assault that we have also um and so the the thing that I did want to point out about the Warlock too, before we get into the Crotas end card, um, it it really sets up in at least in my mind the big hurdle that trips this team up, and that is they are all individually focused on very dis- disparate goals, like they don't have a unified reason for being down in the pit. And so we're kind of getting a sense of Ariana's character. And, and, you know, as as we read through the cards, you'll start realizing we don't really know a lot about a couple of these people on the team. We know a lot about Eris, obviously. We know a a fair amount about Ariana. And we know quite a bit about Tolan from the other pieces from other parts of the lore that we've been able to put together. So Sai, Omar, and Vel, though, we don't really know a lot about them. So Ariana is predominantly usually hey, the fire team leader. Vel has a history. Oh no, 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 no. I'm Vel, not saying I'm not saying yeah. I'm not saying that Vel doesn't. I'm saying that we don't mm-hmm. know the details of Vel's past the same as we know Eris or that we know of Toland or Ariana. Those three we know a lot about. Whereas Sai, Omar, and Vel we know some But we don't know as much, so they're kind of more of a mysterious, mysterious trio. Whereas the Ariana, we, it's pretty. She's pretty all on the surface, right? You know, Ariana is pretty. Ariana's all about revenge. I mean, you can
2: even tell from that card, like you know, she's she's torturing this wizard because she wants this knowledge, and she doesn't want this knowledge just to, you know, be a hero. She, you know, as we'll get into later. Wei Ning meant a whole lot to her and she actually in this card gets that image of Wei Ning on Crota's sword and I think that probably affected her more than the Screaming Knife which would have freaked me out more but the, the fact that she had this close relationship with Wei Ning was huge and uh, we we're talking about timelines right? it looks like this is toward the end of Mayor Ambram, because right. it does you know in the beginning she talks about how there were so many of us under one banner trying to get the moon, but now the battle's against us. And to me, it seems like the waning thing had already happened at this point, possibly the guardian with the screaming knife
0: being Yeah I know. as well, yeah, there was a bit but, of a debate on if that wasn't if that was if that had already happened or if it was happening or if it was going to happen, and it was just like it could be
2: going to happen. That's a good point. Because, I mean, it's during this, she's being told, we don't know who this other person is, but there's a backslash when it's not Ariana talking.
0: I think that's her ghost.
2: And it could be because, I mean, it says, you know, there's word from the company in Marion Now, Crota is upon them. There's already 50 people dead. They need us. And then next thing it says is, you know, there's thousands of knights the skies turn to green fire, which means Crota's using his oversoul. There's numbers they don't even want to talk about. And we know that Miriam Bream was the one thing that kind of knocked us on our rears because we were way too cocky. You know, like we felt like we could actually get the moon back. And Crota was like, um, no, I don't care how many of you there are. So, It is a good question, though, of whether or not this was before or after Wei Ning died. And I don't know if we're ever going to get a definitive answer. But we we do know that this was... A lot of people died while she's sitting here just torturing this wizard. Which makes me think that Wei Ning died beforehand.
0: Yeah. um, Well, and it's interesting, too, because... It portrays um, it. Portray- there's there's an inter- well there's an event that happens later in the cards that kind of parallels this whole scene as well, which is interesting to me as well because this whole scene almost seems to parallel the scene of torture that the wizard uh, the wizard is doing to the awoken man. That they see. Green, you want to grab the Crota's end card real quick?
3: Sure. My name is Ariana Three, disciple of the Praxic Warlocks, marked by the Cormorant Seal, survivor of the Great Disaster, the day we set out to retake our moon, united in a host of thousands and found ourselves outmatched by one hive champion of unspeakable power. The monster's name is Crota, He killed my friends face to face, one by one, and he relished it. In the name of all of those lost, I devote myself to his utter destruction. This is my confession. If I transgress in your eyes, I ask for your forgiveness. In our world, Crota seemed invincible. Together, Eris Morn and I worked the problem, but found no hope. So we sought forbidden knowledge, the exiled master of Hive Arcana. We found Toland. Toland tells us that Crota's presence in our world is a shadow, that its true power resides in a netherworld forged by his will. We must pass through a keyhole between realities, navigate the seething midnight of Crota's world mind, and overthrow the ascendant champions that gather to his throne. Toland speaks. He hardly seems mad at times of the terrible things that await us. A secret song he hungers to learn And the issue of that song An ashen burning star husk That looms above The utter antithesis of life He talks of it with a curious ambition I do not want to understand Tomorrow I will ask Aga, Moda, and Tarlow If they will go with us If we fail, I leave this record For guardians to come Remember us
2: it's pretty funny because Blue, um, she pretty much includes all three of the people that you said, hey, we know all this about these people. Then she just kind of mentions at the end, oh, yeah, by the way, there's Omar and inside Belle. I'll ask them if they want to come with us.
3: Right.
0: And that's. Well, yeah, go for it. Go for it.
3: I think, quite honestly, I think what Blue is getting at is the fact that we don't have many cards relating back to those characters. Uh, Tarlo. I mean, Vel is the one that we have the most on just because he's mentioned most in any of the items beyond that. There's really not many cards mentioning these characters.
2: Yeah. Well, the only time we really hear about Ariana is just, you know, during this fateful event, you know, other than that, we really don't know what she did before, beforehand. We know what she did afterwards. She rattled like a tin can.
0: Yeah. That's, uh, the, uh, (laughs) so <laughs> such a creepy mental image on that uh-huh
2: dude i see him having him like his hand on her back on like a what part of her
0: marionette
2: spy yeah yeah no, more like a puppet like you know like working her mouth from behind her back oh man yeah yeah slapping I- tolling dude
3: you know, though it's, I think it's the first person, second person perspective. We see right. things from Ariana's perspective, whereas we don't ever really get much from Vel or any of Sai or anybody else on the fire team, really.
0: Yeah, and, true. And like we know, I mean, it's not. And Willie, you, you hit it pretty much on the head. It's not that we don't know for Vel, for example. We know, we know that we know a lot about Vel in the sense that we know where he came from, where I, I would even hazard a guess on, you know, his exact subclass that he is a, a master of. Um, you know, we know all that, but that's not from the grimoire. That's from the actual flavor text of items. You know, the, the Dusk render armor, for example, is, it's pretty much all about Vel. Um, yeah. And we'll, and we'll, we're going to touch on that, you know, in a, in a bit, but, the the storytelling that is from the grimoire we get we get a good sense of their personalities you know like sardon fisticroto the card that i'm about to read it it gives you a good sense on you know on the personality or it starts to give you an idea of the personalities here and how this fire team interacts with each other in a in in the ways that they do interact um But it doesn't, like Ariana, we know very clearly Ariana is all about revenge. We don't know why Vel is there. We don't know why Sai is there. To be honest, we really don't know why Eris is there. There's a a number of guesses why Eris was there, but we don't actually know why any of them other than Toland and Ariana. We know why both of those are there. Yeah, and right. it's
2: very curious that Eris was the one that helped her work the problem, and helped her find Toland too. Like, so Eris has to have some kind of personal stake in this as well,
0: right? And, it would see. right, and and you know, and then there's the whole hidden aspect, which you know comes in definitely comes in later. But there's the debate: was she yeah, part of the that's hidden? Be a debate. You know, was there was she part of hidden before she went down into the pit, or did she become a hit? Did she become a member of the hidden? you know after she came out because of the intimate knowledge that she gained from being down in the pit that no one else had so i mean there's there's a lot but let me let me read the the sardon card real quick so this yeah, is sardon sardon fist of crota so this is Again, you know, I was telling you there's kind of broken into segments. This is this is going to be the first card in that, that time period before the assault. So this isn't when they've entered the pit. This is when they're gathering and kind of getting ready to. And it says, One sword stands tallest among them, leading the charge against us all. And just as a side, this is again a conversation piece. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just go ahead and say who is saying the line, and then kind of so it's gonna be kind of broken, and I apologize in advance for that. This one is Vel. So the Sardon is one of these swarm princes, and Toland responds in a stretch of the concept. Sure, he is their lord and master. They are his generals. Vel responds. Sounds like my kind of fight. Omar. What isn't? Vel is Eris and Ariana said the blades rose first and slaughtered our brothers and sisters. If the one who leads their charge is within reach, I mean to end him, to end them all. Eris, we are here for Crota Toland, I am afraid each disciple is Crota Vel, then it must be done. Know that I have faith in your light, as I do in my own. Eris. This isn't about faith, Ariana. It's about vengeance. And Vel. It's about the only thing that matters. Victory. It's about doing what we must to end this terror. Eris. We will face them all, together. We have no time to fight individual battles. Tolans. I have no doubt the fist will welcome your challenge, Titan. When we face him, you will lead the charge. Come. Crotus temple lies ahead. If we can breach it, I'm sure another fight awaits. So, in, in this card, you know, again, this card is going to be kind of the, the popular version of it. And... You you start seeing not only the individual splintering of goals here, but you also kind of start getting the um, the the sense of kind of where those those fracture lines between the group. Lie, and it's interesting here to to look at it because it seems almost like everyone in this group is has their own individual goal, except for Eris. Eris Eris almost is sitting there going, "No, we fight. We fight together." And whereas everyone else is like, "I'm going to revenge." You know, Vel was all about. Uh, from the dusk renders, we know that Vel was very, very much about peace. He wants to just end the war, and do whatever it takes to end that war. And so it's, you know, he's he's all about just knocking knocking them down to make sure that they don't come back. And then Ariana obviously is. And I'm pretty sure that's like I'm
2: pretty sure Vel is the reason why people um, say the Titans are all bullheaded, just run into the battle. Because he gives you that vibe in that card, too. I wanted to point out real quick,
0: too. Oh, yeah. I mean, he um, has... He, he, has he the... gives you that, that
2: stereotype Titan mindset right there.
0: Yeah, and he also has the quote of, you know, there's nothing more pleasing than defeat a shard of his own sword. You know, I mean, but... I mean, there's there's a fine line between bullheaded and idiotic. You know, he's just just Overzealous. I would almost say. Well, you find
2: out in the next card that he actually uses common sense. Right, right, yeah.
1: All right. They are the heralds of our destroyer, ushers of this coming storm. Bell, they're more than knights. Ariana 3, they look like knights. Bell, that's like calling you a tin can. Ariana 3, excuse me? Bell. I'm saying calling them knights is an understatement. Omar, what are they then? Toland, world carvers. Omar, meaning? This like reads like band chat almost. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Meaning? Toland, these swords are neither bone nor steel. There's a dark purpose to their edge. Ariana 3, darker than death? Toland, dark... Uh, Death is peace compared to the shadows. Omar, those blades cut down more guardians than I can count. Vel, hundreds. Ariana 3, thousands. The vanguard should have known better. And I tried to warn them. Omar, but we're prepared. Vel, I am. Omar, not exactly the question. Harris, I have a feeling light won't be enough. Ariana 3, then we'll take their swords from their ashes and cut them down one by one, blade by blade. Eris, you would wield the weapon of the night? Ariana 3, for her, them, I will butcher any who stand in my way with even the darkest blade. Eris, pray it doesn't come to that. Bell, (laughs) heh, to cleave our enemies with their own tools of destruction? We should be so lucky. Omar, you've got a strange view on luck, Tolan, When you've got your hand around the hilt and their ash under your boot, you might change your tune, Hunter. So, I, this card like really, uh, really interests me for simply because, Eris, she wouldn't bat an eyelash right now at picking up anything and everything. I don't care what it is to murder some hive but in in this moment she's still so i don't want to say naive but she's still so innocent and uncorrupted that she can't even imagine the thought of picking up uh a hive sword
0: well i don't know if innocent would necessarily be the right i mean she's she's um indoctrinated with idealist light. i mean because again pointing to ariana sought her out to fix the problem mm-hmm. like i mean innocent is not i don't know <sighs> innocent, i struggle with in, i know i know what you're saying but i'm like innocent
2: uh, she's she's yeah not it wouldn't be the perfect word but she's not experienced enough she's inexperienced
0: right she's Probably definitely young she's a young guardian She's, uh-huh.
2: she's
0: hard, not battle
2: hard. And no. she's
1: like, I can beat everything with just light.
0: And then, uh, well, no. but she says here that she has a she's starting to doubt that that's even going to be enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, pins pins is pointing out too. I mean, technically, Eris did fight at Twilight Gap, <clears throat> so I mean, it's not she's not a you know she's not wet behind the ears or anything like that, but. <laughs> As far as, I mean, I don't know.
2: Well, I want she to say not, this is the first time that we dealt with Hive like this, too, it seems right. like, as far as our history goes. I
0: mean, so that's well, new. And, and it's, it's interesting, too, that Tolan takes credit for trying to warn them when we kind of have Shaxx as the person who actually tried to warn them about the swords from the raised lighter card.
3: I want to
2: point out the fact that it was Vel that said, hey, these aren't just knights. And Ariana's the one that bent on Lust for Revenge. She's like, yeah, they look like knights. He's like, well, that's like calling you a tin can. She's
0: A rattling tin can?
2: He doesn't say rattling. She's not (laughs) rattling at that point blue. She's still (laughs) full of light. We'll get to that. She's not a puppet yet, okay? She's not a marionette.
1: But but I do want to touch on this uh, do we have later on do we want to talk about the world carvers
0: and their role kind of um yeah we can we can I mean <sighs> we can try
1: these are these are essentially I mean the, the, yeah no go for it go for it Are are these, I'm trying to remember going back to actually in-game, are these essentially the Swarm Princes? Let
0: me make sure. I don't believe so, because the Swarm Princes princes were the ones that forged the Sword of Crota. Um, So that giant cleaver. Um, and, and they protected it, it in, um, right. in vanilla destiny right? That was, that was our first experience with the sword mm-hmm. was when we picked it up that stupid mission that was like always and can bounty. I
2: point out that was, it was a lot smaller when we picked it up like when, <laughs> when Crota has it in the raid it's all big and full well, of but green that's fire a,
0: yeah that was a different cleaver I don't think that was the same cleaver
2: no that was supposed to be the sword of Crota that we had because the ghost was like, oh, wow. Right. We just took the sword of Crota that killed thousands upon thousands of guardians. So we did a really good job. Let's go tell the speaker so we can get you another crappy green piece.
0: Right. But well, that's that was the physical manifestation of the sword. Yeah, Crota, yeah. Crota, remember in the Crota's raid, the reason why the cleaver was so much larger was because that was, that was inside his netherverse that was his imagining of the sword. his yeah,
2: own world. Yeah, I well, got you. it. Makes sense. Like it's- it, you know how like the
1: the ring in Lord of the Rings sizes itself automatically? <laughs> we
0: we destroyed the sword. <laughs> well, did we, we not? We threw it in the fires of Oh wait. Wrong story. No. Nope. Wrong uh-huh. movie. Wrong- <laughs>
2: Okay. i'm just saying someone <laughs> bit my finger off for that <laughs> damn it god one side's god calling my princess
1: god lord
2: okay so <laughs> now that we're Hashtag done off topic <laughs> uh,
0: well no but i mean it, it does make it makes the so the swarm princes are not the the uh the blades the blades, the blades. No,
2: yeah they definitely seem like
0: different people I mean, they were um, they were high well, royalty. We had
2: to cut down the blades to get the cards. Right. All those and knights. In. So and then we well,
3: had- aren't the aren't the blades of Crota the ones that we fight whenever they just showed up randomly mm-hmm. during vanilla? They would, they would be summoned. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, the ones that were summoned, and we could murder them, and then we could take the swords and be like, hey, "Oh yeah, time to it's slice me. stuff up." Yeah, they weren't named. Moving on, we have the Might of Crota. <laughs> And the quote on it says, It is a mountain of rage, summoned to leave only destruction in its path. Once again, it's a band-like message. Toland. When a god's will is met with force, its might will be unleashed in the form of those raging beasts called the Ogre. Monsters bred of pain. Tormented by the light. Nothing but hatred for all who bring its suffering forth. Heirs. And how do you know this? Toland. It was told to me. Heirs, by the speaker. Toland. By the darkness itself. Boom. Mic drop. Is that right there? <laughs> I'm sorry. but that right there? Tells you Toland is actually, we don't know what this psycho has been doing while he's been exiled. But now we know at least one thing he's done. He's convened with the deep. Just well, he calls it the darkness. So even if the darkness and the deep are two d- different things, he's actually been talking with one of the big players of the game. Which, when he ends up really losing his mind, he sounds a lot like the deep speaks to works. But that's another conversation. We're
0: not going to start that. We're not going to start that debate. No, no. <laughs>
2: I, I, I didn't want to. I wanted um, to point it out and move
0: on. <laughs> the uh, There is a note on this card that I would like to make. is <clears throat> It says when a god's will is met and will is capitalized. And we're going to get to a card later. And everyone knows this individual from the game <laughs> who is also ta- called the Will of Crota. <laughs> so when a God's will is met. I mean, there's, there's a different way to read this. It's not just, you know, a lot of
2: people have a not safe for work name for this will that we speak of.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah, we're going to move on before we start sharing those names, but this is, this is an, that's just a a note that I do want to make. There is, this is not Crota's like will, like his desire. This is actually, the will of Crota, the individual who holds the title, the will. It's and this is the this is the cause of the will being met with force. So <clears throat> keep that in mind when we get to that card. And then I think the next card we get to talk about You're a, a musician. A musician in the Destiny World.
2: Now, I was about to say she likes to have little coupe de tats.
0: Yeah,
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: butchered that word horribly, didn't I? Mm-hmm. I tried to sound all fancy
1: sure, and I just I'm It's awful. The filet mignon. I- <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, it wasn't that bad. I know how to say filet oh. mignon.
1: Okay? <laughs> say the coupe de tats.
2: <laughs> okay, coupe de ta? Is it ta? It's coup d'état. Is that what it is? It's coup d'état.
1: Coup
0: d'état.
2: Coup d'état. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, you know, I got some you can for, coup d'état. For
0: those so. who are Let's... who are listening to the podcast, you missed like Justin. Justin actually had a facepalm. Instead of causing one, he actually had one. So... <laughs> At least I said coup instead of coop. Okay. I didn't say. Coup d'etat. He has a point there. He does have a point. No, I, I knew the that was cool. I sounds knew that sounds like was a, day. a cheap. I, a t- I
2: just said "tat" instead of ta Okay, <laughs> my bad. Shoot me. shoot right. me. Strip me. the light from my body. Why don't you?
1: Thinking about it. Um,
2: <laughs> moving on.
1: Deckout. All right, next we've got Ear Ute, and that is the correct pronunciation. That name the death singer. <laughs>
2: Uh, I got words for you after this. Go on.
1: Ariana, let's sing. Sing with me. No, no, you rattling machine. Not yet. It's too soon. But you said sing. I don't. Anyways, we don't know the words. We'll learn the song down there. We can learn it from her. She comes up from the deep, dark places where the greater hive awake to sing it to us. And there's a puzzle for you. The song is death. To hear it is To die. To know the word is mortal. Oh, good point, Ariana. Death is word, isn't it? Catch all term for the failure to go on. Nothing spiritual. Nothing with its own quiddity. We all died once, and it did not prove insurmountable. But what if, what if, shh, shh, listen. What if death were reified? Described in its totality, made autonomous and universal, separate from any context or condition. What if she could invoke the ending of anything? How then would she know the song and sing it without herself dying? Perhaps they know a way to make themselves part of the song, part of something vast and burning that rots and peels into ash, but never, ever ends. Perhaps she has engineered this for him and pinned his power up against the quiddity of death itself. I am so terribly curious to know. I think we can all pretty much agree that's Toland. Off yeah, dare. we broke on, a, uh-huh. we
2: broke on a order in that one. Uh,
0: that's, that's like, not uh, by
3: too much. Not by too much. I so think that's we by the
0: re- end, right there. Point. I would think. Mm-hmm. I think well, that's before ours?
3: they. That's before. That's before they go down into the pit. That's before they jump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um,
2: I never pictured it that way.
3: He literally says, "Well,
1: I'm. Because, I'm. Picturing I mean, some cave, in or or some little outpost. You, do you remember when when you do that one uh, story mission on the moon, and Eris narrates that little bit, and I can't remember which one it is." When she says we hold up here in that little lunar outpost, that's yeah,
2: and this, there's it's the same place yet. where you heard the uh, transmission from the Guardian that you had to find in Vanilla. Yeah, you yeah. Know, the one that you end up finding where Vel Tarlo died, and Luke Smith said that's not Vel Tarlo. I'm yeah, just like, saying it's a Titan.
1: Uh, the little circular, little circular build edifice right before you go down to the temple. Mm-hmm.
2: You, yeah, it's circular, and then you go down into the temple. <laughs> And there's the Titan's dead body that they say is not, not El Tarlow. That, well, um, but, but you, there's
0: also point fight, that a point that that wasn't fight the, a wizard that's
2: named Verok,
0: Right. And
2: there is a quote from the dark Below that said it's Verok who ended him with no. her with her thrall. No. Yes.
0: A lockhole yes. killed lock held him. Uh-huh. That's what they say now. No.
2: But I which, want you to go back to the dark below.
0: Yeah. That's what they want you to believe, Blue. No oh no, it was both. The Thrall and the Dark Blade killed him. And the Thrall were controlled no, by Verrok.
2: The original Duskborn yeah. Mark, The original one. The one that was in the dark below. You're gonna make me look this up now because I know for a fact Stuff up. that it, it said it. Look up the Duskborn Titan mark. I want to say with the Duskborn one, because the other one's him talking about how, yes, Mark of the Dustborn. We called her Verok. Mm-hmm. It was her and her thrall that finally overwhelmed him, Ares. Mm-hmm. Who else would she be talking about other than Veltarlo and Mark of the Dustborn, which is a Titan mark?
0: Right, right. But we also know that Alak Hall killed him because the yes. entire, the entire Darkblade Helm confirms that alak hall was the one who actually ended him and we know that this all i mean we're going to get into this a little bit but we know that alak hall ended vel because then it proceeded that alak hall went from Krota's side and challenged orcs because of the entire Vincent in mere because the dark blade viewed that entire uh, curbing of Crota from pushing the advantage as a sign of weakness. And he went and challenged Oryx because he viewed him as weak, which sadly was not the case for the dark blade, but he left after killing Vel and it was with him and the thrall who Verak was a halls lover. So <laughs> of course her thrall were on his side in that fight. I mean, if you think yeah. about the Sunless uh, Cell was... strike, that is entirely what's happening. Is he has thrall yeah. that he commands even within his prison?
1: Well, then also, Eris, at the end of that strike, after you kill the Dark Blade, she has like a little in memoriam deal. She speaks. She's like, yeah, mm, she says she's finally El, avenged. El Talo. like she, like, yeah, exactly.
2: All right. Well, my point that I was making was Luke Smith came out and said that that Titan is not Vel Tarlow. Right. Now,
0: Well, Bear there's also, there's that also the debate. That
2: little? No, go for it. Go for it.
0: I was going to say, there's also the debate that that wasn't actually the path that they took. Um, uh-huh. Because if you look at when you spawn in on the raid, and we kind of talked about this a little bit with the raid um, last week, if you look at when you spawn in, there's actually a hallway that comes out at the end of the Hellmouth where we jump down because <clears throat> we realize also that, you know, this fire team actually trekked down. They didn't have the handy-dandy elevator that we take, which probably means is that's why they survived the journey. But, you know, they actually had to walk down the stairs. They hadn't installed the ma- the elevator yet. And so, there's, there's an argument that actually they, they followed a slightly different path than what we did. So...
3: I would also venture to say, Blue, that if you look down with a scope of some sort, whether it's scout rifle or or a sniper, you can see quite literally the exact same hallways that we go down in for patrol Mm -hmm. as far down as you can see. You can see the same path that we already traverse. So who's to say they don't go down a, a different path that's somewhat similar than ours, but maybe completely different?
0: Well, yeah, I guess my point is they took the stairs, we took the elevator. Mm-hmm.
2: And my point is at the end of the first mission on Mar or on the moon, I'm sorry, when doors open up, you kill a bunch of Thrall. Mm-hmm. who is that that you have to kill to finish the mission? That's a Vera. That's Vera.
0: Right. Yeah.
2: And she's guarding a ghost. So my argument is still I don't care what Luke Smith says, that's gotta be Veltarlo right there. Because there's another mission where um Eris says that's where he fell. And then the the Bnet boards blew up with, you know, RIP Veltarlo. Until Luke Smith was like, oh, I'm sorry, that's not Veltarlo. Basically, I'm calling Luke Smith a liar. So, can we move on?
0: Uh Uh-huh. Can we not call Bungie Devs liars? Since they (laughs) made the game.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't care what he says. He's wrong.
0: Um, I care what he says. This does not represent the thoughts of Focus Fire Chat as a whole. Those are the opinions of one individual.
3: (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Ascendant Sword, right?
0: Yes. Mm
3: -hmm. Eris, Eris, what a name. A name for discord. A name for far cold orbits where no living thing should dare to go. I like this name. "'Let me give you a gift, Eris. Let me tell you about the power and the logic of the sword. A shredder or a boomer is a powerful weapon, but it kills cyclically. You see? It sends out harm and it takes nothing back. The bolt passes away into nothing. A sword, though. A sword is like a bridge. A crossing point.' The sword binds wielder to victim, it binds life to death, and when the binding is done, the sword remembers. But the boomer's fire has burnt away into axion and Neutrino scatter. The sword goes on, hungrier and sharper. Understand that this nightmare logic underpins his nightmare world, and you will see why the ascendant blade has so much power there. Whenever in our passage we find ourselves in need of power remember that the greatest authority here is a blade made keen by eons of use this is the world the hive craves a universe creased by the edge of the sharp, sharpest sword hi <laughs> it's a deep deep card and
0: just sword just a point right just a mm-hmm. point a cyclic is a event that does not display or form a part of a cycle. So when he says that a boomer or a shredder is a powerful weapon, but it kills a sick, a psychically, it means that what he's meaning is that death does not power any cycle. Like the sword, the sword logic, remember sword logic is verbatim. The sword is a bridge between the killer and the killed. And so that that death does not serve any higher purpose, and it's you know in the view of sword logic, a death by a boomer or a shredder is a waste a waste of a death, which is really weird because the hive love it, their boomers and shredders. So
1: actually, it, it doesn't hold true in our our physical universe, but in in their logic and then their rules of existence. That is exactly – that's one of the best descriptions of sword logic is that the sword is a bridge. You know, it literally it intimately binds the wielder and the victim, uh, whereas a boom is kind of a discharge of energy and then it dissipates
2: and then it's gone. Right. And it's a, it, he
0: says it sends out harm and takes nothing back. Okay. I love that. Yeah, or as six
2: swords six. are like Highlander.
0: Right, right. Yeah. And when the I divine, think that's the best, like, comparison. Right, because the, the argument here is that the sword remembers.
3: Well, the sword is so much more personal. You're actually attached right. to the sword, whereas the boomer, you're sending out a projectile. It doesn't mean anything.
0: Well, you can kill from a far-off spot, whereas swords, you kind of are required to be up close and personal. Well, if mm-hmm. Unless yeah, the you're Crota, is, and then you can just, you know, jump across the room and throw it.
2: Pretty sure in Highlander they use swords, to sword fight, and kill each other too.
0: Oh yeah, and yeah.
2: So I mean, there could even be a little bit of Highlander in this because I mean, when it comes down to it, isn't that kind of the the breakdown for sword logic? There can only be one. Yes, yeah, yeah. Think about that one,
1: and think about our legend. Oh,
3: destiny oh. is Highlander confirmed.
2: it (laughs) happened I mean we have killed two hive gods and a uh, a vex god who like I mean we've done pretty good so far I'd say
0: so the to close up to close up the cards that we have like that are going on kind of before slash during the assault here um, we have we have a quote actually from the Taking King and it's it's a toast. Um and it kind of gives us a view of Sai's personality. So this is a toast from Sai moda the night before they went into the pit. She says, "Tolan, stop recording this. Fine, fine, whatever. A toast then to the best damned fire team I've ever worked with. We may not be the smartest and we may not be the bravest, but we are the dumbest. To victory." I'm pretty sure a lot of fire teams use this toast before any raid night.
1: That literally sound like something. (laughs) that It's kind of like the Irish
2: toast. I don't know if you guys heard it, but there is an Irish toast that is exactly maybe heaven for half an hour before the devil knows you're dead. Yep. And that's all there is to it. That sounds
1: like Malcolm Reynolds.
2: <laughs> it's it's an Irish toast. You stop it. <laughs> I had a plaque with it on it, so it must be true.
0: We're not even gonna, we're not even gonna start picking apart that that statement.
2: <laughs> you stop it. Yeah, let's go into uh, omnigol, shall we?
0: Yeah. So this is now we're gonna start crossing into conversations that we have from grimoires that took place during the assault on crota's end well crota
2: yeah and um the first one we have here is the omni as we were talking about earlier she is the will capitalized of crota and the quote on there says that shriek that wicked laugh if you listen closely you can hear power in its song and when you look at her she does look like a death singer so, you know, it makes sense that they would call it a song. And once again, it's in band form. Eris, Those screams. Omar. And now I was just starting to tune them out. Toland. It has been told that with these screams, another spawn is awakened. Birth to the name of a God it holds. Sigh. Crota. Toland. I'm afraid so. They call this one Omnigul, Mother of the Spot. Sigh. How do you... I'd rather not know. Toland. Commands. Echoed through the dark, fatigued caverns. Orders carried out with grinding scone and squeaking claw. Skittering thought thrall and blade against bone. Omar. Well, now he's on a roll. Ariana 3. I hear them. Even when I don't, I will tear this Omnigul's throat out. Toland, if you were to do so, our work here would be done. Without a will to raise its army and herald its descendants, there is no crota to fear. At least here and now, heirs, then we will follow the screams. Which did not really work out like they thought it
0: would.
3: Uh-uh. Spoilers. No.
0: <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just Explode love size. How do you? Never mind. I don't yeah, want to know. She's
2: just like, never mind. I don't, <laughs> I don't even want to know how you know. Well, he's already admitted that he's actually talked to the darkness. Right, itself. right. It's like you <laughs> could
0: just, but you could tell the like the immediate point, and where he was like, nope, 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 nope,
2: and since we don't hear anything from Vel, it looks like we have something a li- at least a little something from everybody right. else. I think it's safe to say this is after Vel already fell.
0: Yes, yeah. And uh-huh.
2: Yeah. R.I.P. Vel Tarlo, Titan of the Pilgrim Guard.
0: So Hand of Crota.
2: Yeah,
1: the Hand of Crota. Really interesting. Um... While I get it up, any thoughts?
3: <laughs> well, this Josh, is the first time we have a ghost interaction.
1: Yeah! And we get to talk to my good friend, Sai Mota. Um, it crawls from the shadows to claim our light in the name of Crota. Sai, can you track the others? Ariana 3, no. There's too much interference. The shroud is too thick here. Ghost. (coughs) Yeah. Ariana 3. We're in bad shape. Ghost. (laughs) Could be better. Ariana 3. Any charge? Ghost. No, something is siphoning the light. (laughs) I'm getting weaker by the second. (coughs) Ariana 3. And size, Ghost? Same. Ghost, faint charge detected, <coughs> but it's fading. Its shell is damaged beyond repair. <coughs> no comms, no transmit. <coughs> Even if there were a signal, Ariana 3, use whatever juice you've got and relay this transmission to the others. Ghost, they won't receive it. <coughs> Ariana 3, not the point. Ariana 3. This is Ariana 3 of the Praxic Warlocks, marked by the Cormorant Seal. I am alongside the hunter Saimota. Mota. Our light is nearly gone. The ash of untold hive covers the ground in our wake. Unknown. Inaudible scream. Sai. Omnigul. Ariana 3. From what Tolan has described, we are on a path of Crota's dreaded hand. Sai. The hand is falling back towards the screams beyond these tunnels. Ariana three, screw it. Ready? Sigh. My knives are eager for another dance. Ariana three, you speak a little, Psy Mota, but you always say the right things.
4: Good one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I hear you loud and clear. <laughs> <It's
0: like> <laughs> <laughs> little did we know little little you heard it here first ghosts were infected by siva before they went to the moon it, That's
1: okay right. okay That's it right. says c h n k should i
2: uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's kind of I think the noise they were trying to go for, and you're like, <laughs>
0: <eek>. <laughs> What we should have done is we should have just had someone text Justin every single time it came up, so then your phone would. <laughs> 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 that
2: one would have been perfect. For oh, perfect. David Blue Hi, you a to minute. The f- Oh,
0: that was a little too too little too late there Uh, that would have been (laughs) you have
2: no idea right now
0: so that was that was the hand and now we're going to move to the eyes
3: right eyes of crota the eyes watch us all gathering our secrets and hopes of ending the light Eris, something is watching us i can feel it Omar, I hate it when you say that. Toland, Crota has many eyes. Every god does. Eris, we have to go. Omar, if they know our every move, what chance do we have? Toland, with their great age comes even greater wisdom. I have no doubt the Hive led us here with intent. Omar, what are you saying? Toland, for these disciples, we offer their the greatest sacrifice. Eris, what does that mean? Toland, do you feel your light fading? They are offering it to Crota. Us coming here, we are the ones waking him. Omar, he's mad. Toland, perhaps. Eris... Why do you hold these secrets like weapons to damn us all? Toland, because they are weapons and we are going to use them to show the hive they are not the only ones who breed fear. Eris, how? Toland, your hunters hunt. Find the eyes that are upon us. Omar, then? Toland, we blind Crota and use what's left of your dying light to lead us to where these monsters seek to conjure their master. Pretty I still, telling,
0: I, yeah. I, I'm. There are so many, so many one-liners in this thing. You're hunters. Uh-huh. Hunt. Yeah. Hunt. <laughs> I love uh-huh. it. It's just, and then Eris is like. What the does that mean? Like, what? No. Get out there. Blink around. Be annoying.
2: <laughs> That's
1: exactly what that means. Yeah, use some scatter
2: grenades that when you use the right exotic track you until the end of time. God,
1: I hate those so much. May yeah. look at someone at a reasonable range. Do things
0: that regular classes of guardians do. <laughs> uh-huh. Josh Josh in chat is saying Tolan bringing the fire team into the pit is like Gollum dragging Frodo and Sam through Shelob's lair.
3: It really is. Yeah, it really is. really is. It's like, yeah. "Hi guys, yeah. I brought you lunch."
1: Yeah. Filthy hobbitses. <laughs> so, I I literally expect him to say they tooks it from
3: us. <laughs> He tooks the precious, the precious song.
1: Like when you kill the sword bearer in the Cartazin raid, I expect someone,
3: he takes it. <laughs>
2: um, so. <laughs>
3: this is the first time they mention the fact that their light is being siphoned.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And well, do we know-, you know the way I view light, I think that the whole siphoning thing is just um, the, the well, the dark hive power being able to get in between the transmission of the guardian and the traveler. And I, I view the guardian and the traveler as constantly sending and receiving light from one another, like a big circuit. And right. I think in this, this case, uh, Omnigool or whatever entity in the hive pantheon that's causing this is actually just interfering with that. Well, and they said that. They said the shroud is uh too thick. Yeah, Uh and that's kind of how I view that. But that just kind of furthers my own beliefs, so I don't think it's effective.
3: (laughs) Entering darkness zone. Yep. Mm,
1: I I think that's the most... uh, It's the most believable
0: um explanation of a darkness zone that I can think of right or, um, it's just interesting how they describe a darkness zone in in character as a shroud you know yeah from, yeah. The, from it's, the well you
2: do kind of get a shroud on. of darkness or at least, I think they actually fixed it didn't they like when you first when destiny first came out like you would have to sit and at the very beginning of that darkness zone because half screen was covered with like this blackness coming from mm-hmm. below so it'd be like all right let me wait for this to go and then i'll go into this place where i can't rest myself
3: right and you still get that a little bit it's like passing through just a veil and then your vision clears up
2: yeah it's not as bad like it, it was actually a distraction in vanilla
3: mm-hmm. and
2: um i'm pretty sure just for um mechanic reasons they toned it down but you definitely get that feeling of, wow, there's this big veil of darkness right here. I need to watch my step.
0: So, next should be... Heart. The heart of Crota. It is not the first and surely is not the last, but until the last heart stops, their hate will spread endlessly across the black. Eris, record this. The heart of Crota. It is her blood that feeds their fury. I thought Omar dead until I heard his screams. I followed them down to the darkest night of the caverns below. What I saw, I witnessed all we fear. The villainy of the hive on full display. Among a sea of cocoons and surrounded by thousands more freshly spawned hordes, the heart held Omar's broken body in a vice of bone in pain. She was peeling the light from his body. How? I can't imagine, and I have tried. Tendrils of luminance tore away, like flesh. With every strand, Omar's scream cut the dark and was met with a chittering chorus from the unborn. I can't say if they are feeding off the light itself, or the pain, but my guess is both. Somehow. Both. The heart, though, I I can't believe she actually has one seemed to be conducting some nightmare orchestra, nurturing Crota's children with the echoes of Aga's light. The hive must end for all they had done. And someday by my hand or another's, the heart will meet with an infitting of the pain she herself has dealt.
2: Yeah. That's what we were discussing earlier in the show. Like, um, this wizard seems like she is totally torturing Omar the way that she tortured that wizard early on. Um, she took pieces of the wizard's mind. This wizard's taking pieces of Omar's light and just stripping them off like pieces of bacon.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, so delicious bacon for not, the younger hive.
0: To not eat. the mental image they- I was getting. Yeah, I was getting string cheese, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's also also not the image I was getting. <laughs> it's his
1: own. And well, I think it's really important here that we all hammer out that uh the heart is shall come burn. <laughs> What's happening?
2: <laughs> oh my goodness gracious.
0: I think you broke green. I did. Is she okay? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. The string cheese comment did it. hashtag Blame Justin. <laughs> oh my! Thanks God. a lot, Justin.
1: Um, it's not that it's not that far fetched to believe that the heart could do something like this. <laughs> no worries. Um, that the that the heart could do something like this because literally they've been able to interfere with our light every step of the way up to this point. So to think that a being of such immense darkness. Could in fact s- directly strip the light from an individual. It's terrifying, but we can all kind of we could all kind of uh, picture it though. And well, I, I, we all get our own mental image, but
0: oh yeah. But I think the other thing too is to um, to to place yourself in Eris's shoes here and understand that again. You know, Willie, I think you you had already said this. This is the first time that they really encountered the Hive. Like, really encountered yeah. the Hive. They have no idea that they are not the only paracausal entities in the universe. Right? I mean, like, they they kind of know there's the, quote, darkness out there. But they're like, yeah, we're guardians. We have supers. We can manifest the light. And then all of a sudden, she walks. Like, I mean, she hears her companion screaming turns a corner and this this hovering wizard is literally pulling the source of that power out of his body this is not a physical it's not it's not flesh it's not physical this is something that's supernatural it's it's a very almost spiritual power and this shouldn't be Possible. This should not be something that someone you can't go up to someone and like cut them and they bleed light. No, they bleed. And so, you know, this is kind of the card where I kind of picture the guardians going, oh, blankety blank. They're 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 actually doing that. They actually can touch us and hurt us in ways that no one had I mean, Fallen can't do this. The Vex can't do this. They've never encountered a being which can actually, you know, reach into or literally reach into your soul and rip it out. And the the amount of terror that that would cause, I mean, people people make fun of Eris for hiding and, you know, for, you know, just sitting in a corner and, you know, waiting until someone comes. To, I don't blame her after Who does that after the psychological damage of watching your friend literally have his soul ripped out of his body and fed to the unborn children around the torturer yeah yeah i i i think hiding in the corner is a legit response i i really do i i'm gonna Who go with air- the, yes We're hiding oh there's there's a there's a there's a lot of people in like in chat and just in like on Reddit and stuff. There's there'll be comments about Eris who, you know, oh, she just hid in the corner. And it's like, yeah, yeah, she did. And and she survived. And she also stole eyes. I mean, she didn't just hide in corners. She, you know, mm-hmm. took their eyes. But I mean, just just think about this as, you know, we walk into this situation with the hive and we're kind of like, yeah, you know, we we know quote that these are powerful enemies the These guardians have never experienced anything of this nature, and they get thrown into the deep end. I mean this is sink or swim times ten times a hundred, and out of six, one kind of walks away, and she's pretty broken.
1: Not much, though. Right, <laughs> not much.
0: Walks a, away. Shell, not a shell, a walks shell, walks away. <laughs>
3: like. And we I talked say about. Shell, but
2: she's different.
0: Oh no! Yeah, I, I no. completely think that it's a shell. Like, I mean, i I think that the guardian we know as Eris right now is a one eighty degree turn from the the Eris that walked into that pit.
3: Well, well we yeah, talked about. Very dark Go ahead. We talked about at the beginning, very, very beginning of the whole show, about how innocent-sounding she was. I mean, innocent wasn't exactly the best word for it. But to see the amount of torture, essentially, she goes through. Everyone talks about horror games and the sound that you hear in it and the terror that it drives in you when you watch a horror movie. It literally talks about how it's like an orchestra of nightmares just continuing and she goes through all this torture and not be changed? Yeah, don't think so. She's different.
1: I actually want to give everyone a little perspective, okay? So you're in a cave, like not in a video game. You've, you physically, you're in a cave. You have no way to defend yourself, no way to fight back. You're huddling for, for shelter in a cave. And you have to listen to Omnigul scream all day long for about a year. And ten then years, you, 10 years. Yeah, however long it was, then you have like a little bit of a picture of what Eris went through, let alone how she fed herself, how she how she got her eye makeup together. <laughs> that's
3: that's really, talent. That's yeah. just talent. <laughs>
0: dedication. And I will tell you, that's just that's talent. Dedication right there.
3: Cosplaying,
0: and she got some
1: But no. I'm just saying, I'm just saying she has a very real condition, and in the real world, that's called PTSD. Like mm-hmm. she is shocked. Like she's in shock. Like anyone who's been in a really traumatic event will tell you when you go back to normal life, um, all the when you're not in life or death situations, you almost don't know how to function. And that's how I view Eris. Like she's almost she's been traumatized so much and been terrorized so much that now she's in the now she's in the tower standing over by shacks and she doesn't even know how to freaking handle it. Um, That's how I view Eris, though. It's it's not that she's just a weirdo for the sake of being a weirdo. Like there's a literally, there's literally a reason
2: for it. Well, I wouldn't say she doesn't know how to handle it, though. Like, it seems like Ares now handles herself very well. Um, she knows what she's doing, and one of the arguments we had in chat is whether or not she's awoken. Because she does, in fact, call Mara Sov her queen. So, you know, we've discussed, hey, her skin complexion right now could either be a, just a human completely drained of their life like a vampire, or it could be an Awoken that had the same thing happen to them. Um, so, I mean, there's still a lot of questions about heirs that we do not have the correct answer to yet. It's all speculation. But I wouldn't go as far as saying that she doesn't know what to do with herself. But she's, she's playing like a, a really long chess game just like Mara is. Kind of like Game of Thrones, if you will. Like they're playing the Game of Thrones. They're they're in it for the long run. They went oh, that,
0: That's why I don't understand what's going on. What do you mean? Because I don't follow well, Game yeah, of the Thrones.
2: Well, yeah. no, <laughs> dear blue, I, I say she <laughs> watch that show already. <laughs> do something with your life. What is All wrong with you?
1: When I say she doesn't know what to do with herself, I don't mean she doesn't. Like, she doesn't have any wherewithal. She's not operating effectively in her role in the game right now. All I'm saying is that in the brief little moments in the tower where it's not life or death and she's not being haunted in her every step by some un-freaking-godly creation of the hive, I think there are moments where Eris, like, literally does not know how to cope. Like, have you ever walked by her and she not said something completely awkward, creepy, or like just completely Raisins. out of place? Yeah, and the yeah that is the tower. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that she has trouble coping with all all that she's seen or that she's like a wreck. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is that that once she returns to a complete stasis state of normalcy. <laughs> she doesn't know how to cope with it. She needs, she needs strife. She needs um, something. She needs her yeah, namesake. She, she needs something tearing at her life, at her light <laughs> and, and, like clamoring for her life. And, uh, I yeah, that's all I was saying, Willie. I wasn't saying that like, she's inept at, at like what she's doing oh. right now. She's playing chess for sure
2: did you not hear blue just say he doesn't watch game of thrones like are we just gonna let that go
1: Yes. i know i was gonna i was gonna comment on that but i was too busy not watching game of thrones
2: so it was oh, I'm alone here. <laughs> <laughs> green eyes tell me you watch Game of. somebody has to watch game of thrones here i'm not the only one right
3: i've read the books that's about as far as i've gotten
2: oh for sorry
3: okay
2: Okay, we're just going to move on then. Um, Next we have the ghost fragment, The Hellmouth 2, which is an apology letter, you shut your mouth blue, for Wei Ning. And the quote on it simply says, For Wei, I am sorry. My ghost light is so dim. There's no point in following me further into this fog. Any hope of raising me died halfway through the stills. I only hope she's got the strength to take this ember to where you fell. To dance once more with any last whisper of your own light left on this cursed, broken rock. Again, I will confess, I am Ariana Three of the Praxic Fire, and I know my flame goes out down here. I will burn bright and hot, and I will raise a thousand hive to ashes as I go. But I know I will not end them. The one who fell you, and hundreds more, with that foul blade. I now beg, as I feared, for your forgiveness. I will not avenge you, but join you amongst the fires snuffed out upon this moon. I was a fool to lead us here. I was blinded by the loss so much, by your light extinguished. I put my trust in the light of four others and a madman, and I bear witness to their fall into darkness and death. Toland's song was nothing but screams. And now we go to sing with them. We will not return. I only hope that my foolish charge will serve as a second of warning. That no other guardians go to face this monster and those that serve him. And those beasts beyond imagining that he must serve the realm that I go forth to die in. That this tiny bit of light, joined with yours, and size, fell, and poor Omar's that it might spark a torch of warning to leave this dead and broken moon as Crota's prize let the titans on their walls and towers look up to the night below the surface let the moonlight fall on the hunters eyes through the canopies of the wilds and guide the way of the warlocks searching their hidden paths at night let them look up and see and let us be mourned at night let them remember you and let the light of the day free them from the curse of this memory, which was pretty much her way of saying we utterly failed. Never come here. This was all a mistake. I just wanted revenge. And, and that's just not going to happen, which we do our favor. and We honor them by slaying him and his death later.
3: Right. And when we go through – when I went through and tried to map this out and figure out who died when, it actually is really, really hard to say who died first after Vel because Mm -hmm. they died so quickly in succession. This Mm -hmm. card's super – confusing as far as who died first we all think that ariana was the last one to fall because of her radiance but she also said in this card i only hope she's got strength enough to take this ember to where you fell to dance once more so talks almost like a blade dancer is left whether or not that's eris or psy it's hard to tell who well, is left
0: i think well the night kind i, kinda, I you know, I read it a little, little bit differently. Yeah, I, I read the the message being carried. <clears throat> I think that's her ghost. She When she says, I hope she's got strength enough to take this ember to where you fell. I think uh-huh. that's the ghost. Because she says, my ghost light is so dim, there's no point of following me further. Um, So she dismisses the ghost to go back and broadcast. Because, you know, we have the whole... This is Ariana of the Praxic Fire, blah, blah, blah. That We have, like, what, three Uh or four different cards with that message. And I think that's Uh kind of like the ghost broadcasting those, you know, across whatever. Whoever's listening, you know, it's kind of like the SOS on a ship. Don't come here. Like, you know, it's just broadcasting that out. But, yeah, after Vel, it gets really confusing. I, I have... In my own reading, I kind of can't decide if Omar or Psy died first after Vel. Uh-huh. Like, Vel, Vel died first. He died before they even got in the door. And, right. But then, like, after, afterwards, you know, we have Sai who supposedly is killed by Omnigul, and then Omar, whose light was peeled away by the heart, and then Ariana, those are the three that die after that. And, you know, I kind of say Ariana died last because actually because of the next card that we're going to read um, because of the scene with Toland. Um, but you're right. You, chronologically, Cy and Omar could technically still be Omar could be living well, you know, into the future, into the time that. You know, these this event has already sur- has passed, and you know because Eris says, "I thought he was dead, but then I heard him scream," and so right. it could be and in then, the middle of her like hiding, and she hears this scream, and she's like, "Oh, I thought you were, I thought you were gone." So, I mean, Omar could technically be the last,
3: definitely, and for sh- with the idea of. Them going down to see Omnigul or hearing Omnigul, by the time they get down there, you can definitely tell they've gotten separated at some point. And Eris and uh, Ariana are together, or Eris is kind of off on her own. Ariana and Sire are together, which is proven in one of those cards. And then it seems like Omar is on his own with somebody else, whether or not that's Eris or Toland. It's hard to tell who's where.
0: I always got the sense that Eris was kind of with Sai, like I, I don't know where that came from, but that's kind of how I've always read that.
1: That's that's from the quote from Tolan that says, "Your hunters hunt because that was Eris and Sai together."
0: No, was uh-huh. it Eris and Omar though?
1: I think it was Eris and Sai. I could be wrong. Okay, I mean, I'm I'm just I've been, I've, like once or twice.
0: Yeah. I mean, hmm.
1: Um, so actually something really interesting about this card is it almost reads like a, an apology to Wei Ning for not, for not, um, avenging her Mm -hmm. to the, to the fullest extent. And this is like completely out there and it's not confirmed. There's nothing confirmed about this, but way back from the, the Osiris reshoot we did when we did with Bife the second time is uh, Vision 81. I think, actually, and I'm not really sure why it falls in the Osiris category unless it's a random vision of his um, in which he just happened to to kind of peer into these matters, but um, Vision 81 speaks to me as an Ariana card um, for a couple of reasons, and I'll go ahead and read it, and then we, y'all can tell me whether or not I'm crazy. Um, this journey begins with doubt and ends in solace one by one they fall and you realize you're alone there in the shadow of night you see the world splinter and darkness thrive and you fight with more than your light you use your pain you remember its source the way it gained its ground but you never wavered you never believed you loved her how couldn't you? Listen, that's her calling you back. But you know that this is where you'll die. A couple things about that. The first part, it says this journey begins with doubt. And what's mm-hmm. like one of the first thing Arianas says
0: in Era, the first. Uh, says course, that is that they don't nope. think she doesn't think the light's going to be enough.
1: Well, yeah, and I'm also thinking about Ariana in one of the, I think it's the Hellmouth cards, I could be wrong, or it might be one of, like, Warlock 2, where she says, I, I'm Ariana, three of the Praxit Creed, um, marked by the Cormorant Seal, if I have transgressed in your eyes, please forgive me. It's almost like, I don't know if what I'm doing is right, Um, is kind of the way I read that. And then... It's there in the shadow of night, you see the world splinter over so much. Um Right. The darkness drive. Right. And you fight, you fight with more than your light. You use your pain, the pain of waning's passing. And you remember its source, the way it gains its ground. And this is the part really right here that's like really last uh first Crota Fire Team. Um you never wavered you never believed because I really don't think a single member of that fire team believed they were going to topple Crota, but they never wavered in their,
0: in their task. Yeah. Um, I don't mm, see. I read that. I read 81 a little bit differently. I read. I don't know. I, I still read 81 as being, I don't know. I you know when we talked with a, with Bife, the whole ISIS connection with Osiris and his ghost. You know, I guess you know if we're going to go with random theories, Osiris would. I I'm waiting to see what they if they name Osiris's ghost because if, I swear to God, if they name Osiris's ghost ISIS, I I might lose the four letter word because like that would just be an awesome nod to the mythology between the Osiris myth. Um and so I don't I mean yes, I see I see the parallels here, but you know there's there's a lot of parallels with a number of different stories. There's you know there's the the conversation we had with the stranger here and you know we talked about Uh, Chioma and Maya, and how the stranger could be one of those two, and if that was the case, then this could be about the stranger. Um, This could be about Eris. This could be about Ariana. This, I mean, there's that's the frustrating thing with a lot of the the lore is that it's it's specific enough to connect, but it's general enough that you don't know actually where it connects. It's like playing, you know, we we've made fun of this a lot. It's like we 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 have a jigsaw puzzle of like 50,000 pieces, but we actually only have 500 pieces right now. And we're trying to put the jigsaw puzzle together. And I actually like it that way. Oh, no, no. I, didn't, I mean, I am not that is that is not me whining about. It. I'm just saying that's why this piece of the jigsaw puzzle Vision 81 it's like a middle piece, but we don't have the we don't have the border finished yet on the puzzle. So we don't know where this middle piece goes and it could be it could be a lot cuz it's just a piece of solid red. Like it's just a solid color. It could be anything. And that's my only hesitation with saying, you know, I see the connection here. I definitely see the connection, but there's a couple other connections that are just as valid in my mind for 81.
1: Definitely. They're all valid. And Ariana is one of my favorite characters within the game. So I tend to. Right. Like, uh, yeah. Every little, every, you know, it's funny for me to say she's one of my favorite characters in the game because she's never made an appearance or even had a speaking part in the game. But I love. I, I just love her character. So. Well, neither has Payan. Um, so. Yeah, I'm going pl- <laughs> to. Well, at least she has like attributed quotes. Um
2: he walked into the darkness and appeared came back brighter that's a quote from Payne to Saint-14 has there ever been a guardian so beloved by the people that's a quote from Payne to Saint-14 hey we continue
0: alright so let's, let's finish off the the story of the assault With Ghost Fragment, I think, was that – did we just read that one? Are we on to Crota's Bane?
3: Uh, Hellmouth, just the original Hellmouth one. We just did two.
0: All right. Mm, Good one. Justin, you want to grab that one?
1: Yeah, I'm all over it. Hellmouth, Ghost Fragment, Hellmouth. I am dead. Vel, spectacularly dead. Omar and Sai are quite dead, too. Ariana. Poor Ariana. She was so very bright at the end, wasn't she? A brave light. But Crota was unmoved. That shadow is detached from its source. Light makes it darker. I could feel his presence. And if I still had a ghost, I'm sure it would have screamed. I, too, am detached from my source. The charming ear Ute made her introductions, and I was very pleased to meet her. We had a conversation, a little Teta Ute. A couple of old wizards exchanging definitions. I defined myself a friend. She defined for me liquidity of death, and she sang the song of that fearful autonomy. Revelation, my friends, it goes down hard. The definition killed me. The killing redefined me. This is the shape and the point of the tooth. Nothing has ever lived that will not die. Now I fly between green black suns and the labyrinth beyond Kroto's God Star. This is the overworld, the sea of screams, where the throne universes of the great hive fester in eternal majesty. I move among them. I map the shapes and connections of this world. I want to appear in the tower and taunt them. Lo, lo, I never sleep. I dance in light and shadow. I never sleep. I will never die. I will never die. I want to ask them, if you followed your laws here, to this trembling, fearful place, of what use were those laws? But I have work to do. I shout into deep places. Osiris, I call. Osiris! Osiris, can you hear me? Sometimes I think he answers... Sometimes I wonder what became of Eris. She was very tenacious. For the first time, I'm lonely. <laughs> Get
0: out of my face. That was awesome. <laughs> I just love the, eh, I'm lonely. We all know Osiris was like, not talking to you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Will you take? Will you take this call? No. <laughs> Please I'm enter sorry. a quarter. I don't have a quarter.
1: Charges <laughs> right.
2: done. Uh, you have a collect call from. Uh, no. Nope. I'm stuck in the center room. <laughs> do you accept this call? No. Okay. No, oh. I do not.
1: Um, yeah, this is literally Toland just recounting. How he failed everyone as a Sherpa. Um, <laughs> he's like, yeah, so I was leading these people, and he did. She did. He did, too. Yeah, yeah, her. She did, too. And all of them? All of them are dead, too.
2: So that's, I don't know what happened to that one. Curious about what happened in that one. That's probably dead.
1: Pretty sure he's dead, too. <laughs> like, literally... I'm not saying Toland's a horrible person, but he's a horrible Sherpa. I
2: was about to say he's a terrible Sherpa because um, he didn't lead them through anything. They died at the stills. Oh,
0: he he led them, just not to the the goal that he had advertised.
2: Yeah. I think Blue would actually
1: make a case that I am Toland. <laughs> I'm not going to go Tolander down that. I'm not going to go down
0: that path. But I think you know, in in we, we have a, a point in chat. Mac, Mako is bringing up the Lost the Light transcript, um, going back to the conversation about when Ariana died and then combined it with the opening of this card, too. You know, Omar and Sai, again, not really sure what order they are, but they're either number two or number three. And then Ariana's number four. And then in Lost the Light, we get a nod that, you know, this is actually pretty damaging. So Eris actually apparently knew something about Ariana's death because the entire there's a line where um, it's right after you've lost communication with them and you get your communication back with the tower. Um, she makes a comment. We're going to lose lose him or her, whichever, just like Ariana. And so we kind of get a sense that you know it's a very panicked line, and so there's a sense that that actually did happen last. So just just a nod there, thank you, Chocolate Shark. So, um, and then that's going to bring us to the conclusion of the assault or the the cards that kind of take place after this whole thing falls apart at the seams. And the first card that we kind of nodded here to was the Crotus Bane card And green. Do you want to grab that one, and then I'll grab Disciples?
3: Sounds good. Crotus Bane, Eris Morn. Eris Morn is the sole survivor of an ill-fated raid on the Hive's lunar fortress. It was Eris and a ragtag fire team who, after the first charge to take back the moon, sacrificed everything to return in search of the one the Hive called Crota. Robbed of her ghost, Eris remained lost among the darkness, darkest shadows of the Hellmouth for countless cycles, Despite all odds, she endured, using the very dark she battled to emerge a changed warrior, driven, some would say, obsessed. The Speaker and Commander Zavala find her compulsions a sickness, convinced she has been fully seduced by the Shadows. Though her warnings of Crota and his power are often dismissed as madness... Eris returns to the shadows time and time again, operating as one of Ikora Ray's hidden, a clandestine group of guardians tasked with silently infiltrating enemy strongholds and gathering vital intel for the warlocks.
0: And the reason I was going, we had this card, which really like this card. But the reason why we are having this card is this kind of sets the stage. It kind of concludes. So it it in my in my mind, it kind of ties up the end of it. It gives a good summary of that entire thing. And kind of from the perspective, we started with the perspective of Ariana. We end with perspective of Eris. You know, and that's kind of how I kind of see the the progression of the story of this entire fire team. Um, and that brings us to the last card that we have is the disciples of Crota. And it's a quote from, (coughs) excuse me, it's a quote from Eris. And it says, they are all here on earth. I can feel them. His eyes who watch our worlds for him. The hand whose grasp on earth must be unbound. The heart who ceases at nothing to bring Crota back. An Omnigul, his vile will. The keeper of the worms, the mother of his spawn. Find them. Defeat them all. As long as even one of these monsters walks the earth, the threat of Crota will never fade. So, it also, like what I was saying is, it also presents the Disciples card as coming from someone who actually does know what she's talking about. You know, we, we all know in game that Eris has a really good pretty good grasp on what's going on in Hive Phil. And the Crota's Bane card kind of ties that ties that up with a nice little bow. And then the Disciples kind of leads into our assault on Crota. And you know, ultimately Crota's end. So I think and that's that's pretty much all the Grimoire cards. We have we have a couple items that we've kind of tossed about around, um, and I think we can just—most of these are going to be pretty quick. There's not, you know, the flavor text always gives us more detail about the story, and so you know, as we've discussed throughout the entire you know podcast here, there are details that the pieces of armor and the class items and the artifacts have kind of given us that allowed us to flesh the story out. And so these quotes are kind of just those confirmations of what those, what sounded like maybe assumptions when we were talking about the grimoire card, those assumptions were rooted in text from these. And I'm not really sure. um, Let's, let's do Justin. Do you want to do the Hunter items and then green? You want to take the warlock and I'll take Titan
3: Sweet, I'm excited the
1: the hunter item seems to be <laughs> seems be centered around making you appear like an acolyte. <laughs> um, first of all, there's the acolyte rung and the flavor text of which speaks and says Mata was so close, clawing her way out with bones torn from ac- the acolytes her fall go. You honor, you honor her. And I kind of miss that was a was a female. I, I feel uh-huh. a little at the moment. Um, but stuff happens. Did y'all catch that before that?
2: Uh-huh. Yeah. Just- yeah, they definitely yeah, that that's all yeah. you, Justin. She's <laughs> okay. a female. Omar's a dude. Um, Vel's a dude. Eris is a chick. Tolan's a dude. And Ariana's a chick. And an exo.
1: I just literally heard more dudes than a Bill and Ted movie. But um
2: Um but not more than the Good Burger movie. So so do you want to go there?
1: We have the onk. No. The onk of Silent (laughs) Time. A rattling shriek, the crunch of bones, and the fading echoes of a brave woman's How did I miss this? woman's last laugh. I feel embarrassed.
2: (laughs) 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 This is (laughs) a hell of a time to have that revelation right about
1: now. The only way this could be more embarrassing is if Bungie had direct messaged me and said, Hey, Simon Mota's woman. And uh, I
0: could have been like, Oh, really? That's surprising. (laughs) Um, Really, really Um, quick note on Ankh. You know, most people we'll know what an ankh is or at least know what an ankh looks like but it's a it's a, it's an object or a design that resembles a cross but instead of having that top arm it has a loop and the the note here that i wanted to make was it was used in ancient egypt and the origin of the ankh is actually completely unknown it just started it just showed up in hieroglyphs they don't they don't really know when it started but it's always been used as a symbol of life and it was known also as a uh, breath of life or the key of the nile or it's uh known also as crux sada, which is latin for wait for it cross crux with, yeah crux sata. it's latin for cross with a handle no <laughs> The Latin, the Latin was such a descriptive link. It made me feel like they were kind of channeling a German approach to descriptions on that one. But it's so. Apparently, us boss already have handles, though. No, they have arms.
1: I just feel like any way you pick it up, it has a handle. <laughs> just go, go with it's the cloak. Just, the next one <laughs> is the Cloak of the Dusk Torn. And this is another Sai Mota who... All my feminist Twitter followers will be happy to know was a woman. Um, it will. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. I will remember the light. Will it remember me? I will tell. <laughs> okay. So that's that one. Not much to unpack there. And then last, the class item of the Spawn. Thank you very much. Tolan cracked the rune or led us to believe he did. I told him it was either that I have a hell of a recipe for beer. omarica And I'm just going to tell you, judging by the sounds I hear when there's thrall around me in the raid, I'm not drinking that beer. Just all I'm saying. Sounds like Lots going on in that brewery. All
0: right. Anyone else with me? Oh so <laughs> we'll we'll jump into the dust. I the, uh, it out. <laughs> the, uh, we'll jump into the Titan gear real quick. And you know, like I was saying earlier there is a set of armor, actually, that is connected completely to one of the members of the fire team here. And that's the Dusk Render Type Zero. And so it, it explains the history of Vel as well as kind of point to what his motivation might have been. And so starting with the Titan arm, it says Vel Tarlow was still a new guardian when he joined the Titan Order of the Pilgrim Guard. And then we go to the chest, and he says, he never sought glory or prizes, only peace. And the helmet says that he died as he lived, a mighty shield against the darkness. And then finally, the the leg armor says, as part of the Pilgrim Guard, Tarlow guided many refugees to safety behind the city's walls. So that that entire set of armor kind of gives us a sense of... Vel's personality and in a little bit of a nod to where he came from. The Pilgrim Guard obviously was the Order of Titans who were responsible for guarding the pilgrims on the road to the city while they were trying to get out from the dangerous of the wilds and you know the the world that was not protected by this the traveler's aura. And it also kind of points that Vell might have been a defender. Um, you know, the whole description of a shield and that nature you know the titans have always been kind of the shield of the the city and the guardian classes so it it could just be a sense or just could just be a a turn of phrase but i i kind of read that as a point to him being a defender primarily um and then there's also the the point that you know like it was said he he sought peace he didn't seek glory or prizes so the only reason that he would go into battle would be to bring about peace um which you know some people might question of like well then why are you going into a fight if you're only going to be peace the reason is is that he's he's defending those who can't fight against those who would attack them and that's that's a very you know it's very honorable which is kind of a Interesting connection there because it begs the question of what Ariana told him to get him to come into this this assault on Crota, um, and also you know if that was still the case when he got there. Um, there's a few other items that are connected. Uh, the there is one other arm armor for the Titan. It's called the Nightbone Guard. And this is the quote that I had said earlier: "There is nothing more satisfying than feeding a knight a shard of their own," and that's from Vel Tarlo. So again, peaceful guy. I imagine when he got his blood blood up, he kind of got a little violent, as most titans do. And then we have uh, Vel Tarlo's vigil. Don't you try vigil. to segregate titans? I'm not segregating; I'm stereotyping. Um, Vel Tarlo's vigil is a artifact which you know artifacts were introduced in the Taken King, so this was not around during the dark below but it says his light is gone but his memory remains now the kind of cool connection here is that really there's only one other major character that we know of that has had a vigil and that would be Saint 14 um, and so that's just an interesting for me an interesting connection there um, then we get into some of the class items you, we have, uh, Mark of the spawn and Mark of the hidden, both of these Titan classes items. And the Mark of the hidden is a quote from Eris. And it says, and with the lone strength of the Titan, Vel Tarlow, we felt invincible. So again, Fireteam team was not comprised of a very, very well thought out division of characters or classes. But they had one Titan and they had three hunters and two warlocks. So then the other not class
3: balance. What's that? I said not very well balanced. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I guess if you're thinking of sneaking into places, it's it makes It's sense. not it's not a big thing at Destiny, is it? Nah. nah. Yeah. <laughs> nah. So the other class item is the mark of the spawn, and it's another quote from Vel. He says, it's not an acolyte's loincloth. It's the spoils of war. So he's 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 defending his butt butt cloth.
2: (laughs) I think it's more him just once again showing that Titan stereotype. Mm -hmm. Um, Despite the fact that, like you said, I mean, they talk about him being a shield. That's how he even ended was being a shield against the darkness. Hence to him being a defender. Also, the fact that he was looking more for peace rather than to destroy everything, even though he was pretty obviously eager to battle.
0: Well, it's P- um, yeah, Pins pins and Chad is pointing out peace through superior firepower.
2: Yeah, you know, however you have to achieve it, that's what he wanted. And um, I think that kind of answers the question, because when he talks about wanting to kill the Hive... He speaks about how they killed thousands of brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. So that's probably what Ariot Toma was like. Hey, you know these are the guys that kind of murdered everybody. So you should come with us and murder them. And Vel was like, "Well, okay, I've got a bubble. I'll be your bubble bro."
0: Well, and then you know the last the last class item is the Tarlow mark, and it's a quote from Eris. That says the stalwart heart of the team may his light find its rest.
2: Well, that's very simple blue. That just goes to show that no matter what you're doing, your Titan is the predominant player in whatever you're doing. I don't care if it's PVP a raid, you need at least one Titan, at least one Titan for everything. You know why? Titan Masterclass. That's why.
1: What's a raid without a good laugh or two?
2: <laughs> oh, there you go. No. I'll give you a good example. Every week when I you know, run my...
0: Uh, here's, here's every week thing. when I run
2: my raid, we have two Titans. Two defense Titans
0: you know, in the sky. Titans, titans are really good to have unless you need to get something off the top shelf. And then yeah. then you just need a Warlock because really? their arms are...
1: Very really uh, right. useful. You're, yeah, you
2: go there, Blue. You you go ahead and you use that crutch. That's fine. Here that is. is fine.
1: You heard it from me. You heard it first. Titans serve a purpose. <laughs> no snarky comment. No nothing else. In gameplay, type in Titans.
2: Thumbs up. In gameplay and lore, no matter what you look at, there's always a Titan there that made a difference.
0: So... That brings us to the Darkblade Helm, which is a quote from Eris that says, a lock Hull, the Darkblade is laid low, and thus Vel Tarlo is avenged.
2: And that's where you brought up, Lou, the fact that it had to be him that had the stabbing blow. Right. Regardless of whether or not it was Varok. Well, we end up finding out through various or- different things that Varok and um, Alakul were... Actually, lovers. Mm-hmm. They were. Well, uh, we mates. don't know what it is
1: For the hive. <laughs> we don't know what yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah I don't, whatever I don't. you would
2: call that.
0: For that's, the hive. that's me pulling a. pulling a side. Never mind. Nope, nope, nope. Mm-mm.
2: Yeah, let's not do that. Let's just go ahead and say they were intimate together. And. Yeah. Um, those two together, along with a bunch of Thrall, were what took down Vel. So. Garrus is very happy when you end up taking him out and
1: sitting on finish.
2: Yeah. Oh, stop it. You nope. stop it right now.
3: <laughs> oh, man. Brady Bunch of the Hive World. That yeah. moves us on to Warlock? Yep, more
1: like the Osmonds. But... Yeah,
3: the Osmonds. All right, so... Warlock, this is my favorite item card. I don't even main a Warlock, and this is still one of my favorites. It's the Thrall Skin Brace. <laughs> Bet you killed a lot of Thrall to weave that thing. I didn't even know they had skin. Oh, <laughs> god. Just, it's like, holy crap.
1: Don't you get that as a hunter, too? From Eris? Um, I could have sworn I got a Thrall Skin Brace for doing the, uh... The, uh, God, what's the urn? It is a
2: warlock
0: piece. You're it's thinking, a warlock you're, piece. You're thinking, okay. the, no, no, you're thinking the thrall, the, the thrall skin drum. That's, you know, the, that's the class hunter, item? That's the artifact, the hunter artifact.
3: Artifact, there we go. This is uh, I'm, uh, I'll find it.
2: Go, go on. Go. All right. Yeah, yeah, there you go, Justin.
3: Move on to. Ariana, Curse of the Hidden. This is the class item. I vowed to avenge them all, and this curse I will carry to my final death, which she did indeed carry to her end. She never finished it. And then we go on to Emerald Light, which is also a class item. It's by Toland. They'll believe you are one of their own, and that is the only way. And this one, this one, I you kind of just automatically want to attribute it to him saying it to Eris, but it could be him saying it into himself, but most likely it's Eris. It's just like, okay,
2: you, you definitely get the feel of it. Considering that Eris is the one that lived and mm-hmm. he, he actually says it in the car that Justin said earlier, he says, Eris, she was so tenacious. I wonder what happened to her as in, I gave her a couple of lessons. I tried to help her live. I don't know if she lived or died, but I do want to know. So, I mean, it it was definitely worth mentioning.
3: That's for sure. It makes you wonder when he told her this. Because there's not a lot of time in the raid, in their attempt, before they end up dead.
2: Well, it's like we said, they never made it beyond the stills, which... I believe we determined in chat where the uh, the lamp set off. Ah, uh,
0: yes.
1: <laughs> Real quick, I was wrong. You were right. The hunter artifact for that—I mean, the hunter <laughs> reward for that urn of sacrifice was the acolyte. It was
2: the thrall skin I, drum?
1: Acolyte, acolyte rung. It was a gauntlet. Yeah. But uh, I don't know where I got thrall skin brace.
0: You are <laughs> correct. I'm Wrong. Move yeah, on. It's the, no, it's the Thrallskin drum. No. No, it's not the Thrallskin drum. No, that's where you got that's the hunter. That's the hunter artifact that has skin in it. That's where I got confused. I'll accept that.
3: <laughs> okay. Omnigal Bond. The will of Crota is broken at last. May Sayamota's restless light at last find peace by Eris Morn. So just kind of tying up loose ends with that one. And then Song of Dusk, which is a Warlock class item. And it's Ariana 3 saying, I'll be the last light they ever see. And this actually came up in chat a little bit, whether or not she used her radiance at the end, right before she was killed. And this is the quote that they brought up to say, yeah, she probably radiance before the very, very end. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So she's already responsible for some of my favorite quotes in the grimoire, one of which is, we have sparrows and light. That'll be enough. And this one is definitely – given that one a close run for its money.
2: We have light and fury. Grab your sparrows. <laughs> we have light and fury. Whatever. That's what she says.
1: Facts. um <laughs> No, but this one is it's literally maybe the last light
0: they ever see. That's freaking awesome. Well, uh-huh. I I like it because the entire theme of dusk that is going on with this team.
1: That that is what
0: dusk is. No, yeah. No, that's what I mean. Is dusk is the dar- darker portion of twilight and so it's the light literally going out. And so, when she says that'll be the last light they see, it's, you know, the image of the setting sun, the sun sinking below and dying. It's, you know, probably not entirely what she was thinking of when she said that, but it might have been, you know, it, it could have been. But that's what, like, you know, the Dusk Render, the the Dusk Torn, all these, these items that have the word Dusk in them, you know, it's very telling for what this group was. Um, And a couple of the things that we touched on in chat that, you know, we didn't get a chance to talk about a little bit here is, you know, the reason why they failed, you know, why, why did these guys drop the ball? Um, We touched on that a lot in chat. Yeah, we it was a, it was a very big topic in chat. And you know, there's there's a there's a kind of a multi multiple faceted answer here. Um the primary answer is well, the primary answer is twofold. First off, the tribute to Crota was still alive and healthy. Um they didn't take out the legs of the stool like we did with Crota and then later with Oryx. So Crota was still getting all that power in flow, like flowing into him and they never actually made it to Crota. Technically they, the furthest they made it was technically to your and they just kept falling apart. And that was the other reason is their motivation Compared to the team of the guardians that we we run when we run croto's end, their motivation was petty vengeance. You know they were each individually they each individually had blinders on that did not allow them to see a bigger picture and to see the whole thing like you know we've said before, we've said it multiple times here they they separated they did not stay together. Anyone who has run croto's end raid through the stills knows that the best strategy. Really, honestly, the best strategy is to run as a group and run and you stay together and you fight as a team. And as a storytelling, that also is very important because the one person out of this entire fire team who survives is the one person who from the very beginning started message, started the message of we need to fight together. We need to stay together. We need to, you know... Make sure that this is, you know, this is going to take teamwork. I mean, Eris said from the very beginning, light is not enough. You need to have, like, she didn't say it, but the implications there is that light isn't enough. Your individual light is not enough. You need to combine it with the team, and you need to have a fire team that is in in sync with one another. Um, And we touched on that quite a bit with the raid, you know, podcast last week. in the the lack of teamwork crippled them from the gate they were they they lost before they even started because they didn't work as a well-designed team because each one of them had their own separate reasons tolan blatantly had his own reason ariana had her own reason we don't know the reasons for the others but the the fact is that they were they were fragmented and separated from each other from the very beginning whereas our team goes in not only after killing all the tribute sources but our team goes in and all six of the guardians that go down into the pit with our team we have one mission stop crota that's it we, there's no petty you know we kind of talked about this in chat a lot our guardians don't have these As far as we know in game, they don't, they, they're killing machines. They, they are like, they're turned, they're turned to a target. They eliminate the target and they go home. It pissed, it pisses Toland off immensely with Oryx because they're like, he's like, you just left. Like you just, you just, you killed the king and then you didn't take the throne. And that's exactly what happens with Crota. We kill Crota and we go home. We killed Atheon. We did the same thing. We we have repeatedly removed power sources, but then not filled the vacuum with ourselves. <clears throat> so, I mean, I think, and I think, other than that, we touched on pretty much everything. Green, Justin, um, did we, Nor Willie, did we miss?
1: Um Can I read my favorite year one flavor text off of a weapon?
0: Is does it it involve this it? chat? I was like, does it relate to this chat? <laughs> it's not
1: like the Jabber
0: Hockey. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Which is an literally awesome, but not did. one. Hmm. Like no,
2: no That not. was ridiculous. But continue. You got me curious now. Go for it.
0: Um.
1: So I don't have it up anymore because I didn't think I'd get a chance. But I'm gonna ad lib this one.
2: Hashtag Damn it, Justin.
1: Damn it the hive stole our deepest secrets take them back with fire and lightning which weapon is that murmur. Son of <laughs> of <laughs> so, yeah it's murmur, and that is awesome like and that's that's literally an heiress quote yeah so i might have paraphrased a little bit but that's my favorite and I love it because that is full circle from Eris in that first in that first card we read. I can't remember if it was a Hellmouth card or whatever it was, where she was like, You would pick up an ascendant blade No, that's other crap. You would pick up their swords? I can't believe I'm my god. And then
3: <laughs> <laughs> Eris is a valley girl. <laughs> oh
1: she was. She's like was literally like, I'm a Gerd. But now she's like, take it back with
2: fire and lightning.
1: And like, that's full circle. That's my favorite flavor text because it sounds like a lyric from Metallica song. But um, I have nothing else to offer, which is usually how I start the show.
0: Green, you got anything? Did we miss anything? I'm
2: with you.
3: Not that I can remember.
0: Awesome. Shout out times.
1: Yay! Good shout outs this week. Good.
0: <laughs> so, green you and since you're guests, we'll let you take the uh this the primary position.
3: Nice. Take point, lead take as point. a hunter does.
0: Yeah. You're a hunter. Ooh. Hunt.
3: <laughs> okay, I as far as shout outs, I actually want to shout out to Rhino in Discord chat. Rhino and I tend to go back and forth because we're always on at the same time. And this guy just helps me bounce ideas constantly whenever we're discussing one of these topics. So it's that's my shout out for this week for in Discord. Um, you can find me on Twitter or Xbox Live or in the Discord chat as Green Eyed Music Lover. And if you got a debate, I'm good. I'm good at picking things apart. So bring it.
0: (laughs) You just made Justin's Mic drop. (laughs) So, and then my shout outs is yet again to the Guardian Radio Network. um, As we opened the stream podcast up with, we are now part of their network and it is a huge honor and we're beyond excited um again if you're on the podcast and just listening you're not seeing the antics that justin is dancing but the other the other shout out that i have is just to what we've kind of taken to calling this group the mental cartography team um in focus fire discord and these these are the guys and gals who are putting together the mind maps Every week that we link in the show notes uh green is actually part of that um unisys is coed is um I think is Elliot is Elliot also in there
3: uh, I don't remember
0: but there's there's a four or five of them that you know every every week when we put up those mind maps these are the people who are putting those together with you know just just in their free time and we i'd really appreciate it It makes it makes reading notes a lot easier um as well as just giving you a visual presentation of what exactly is going on with all the information so huge huge thank you to all you guys and yeah go for it what was that justin
1: i said they're special those are special people (laughs) To do that because that is some work yeah i've done show notes and been like <laughs> that effort no is it my turn already
0: no we have one more final shout out from myself um i just wanted to give a big thank you to adam stainsby who is our most recent supporter over on the podbean crowdfund uh page thank you so much you guys' support is what's helping us Stay up late and do all these shenanigans. So, with well, that, well, with that, now it's Justin's it's here's the, turn. Here's the right? speaking stick. Go. Piggy has the conch. Um, so,
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, couldn't think of a worse <laughs> thing to say. Uh, so, I know it's repetitive, but. Whatever. This is like a a. I don't want to say dream come true because that sounds a little weird. But very um, Disney. Yeah, very Disney. But rainbows. Um, having having you know the announcement that we're going to be brought into the Guardian Radio family is uh, pretty awesome. I'm not gonna lie. It's, pretty freaking sweet and hopefully it means that we're we're able to reach a bigger audience and uh also kind of expand what we already do for our current for our current audience and i'm really excited for that so obviously everyone who's been here since day one and day two and day three and day four and day five all the way up to day 400 or however many it's been who's supported us i really thank you from the bottom of my heart it means a lot So um, And then also, big shout out to Green Eyed Music Lover for being an awesome guest and putting up with our nonsense.
0: (laughs) And with Skype. And with putting up with Skype.
1: More our nonsense than Skype. I mean, Skype can only take the rap for so much. But um, really great. And anytime you want to come back, you are welcome standing invitation. So... And uh, also, big shout-out to Veltarlo. Stole it, Willie. Yeah,
2: you're a son of a bitch <laughs> <what> you are. <laughs> now, unlike this uneducated person, R.I.P. Veltarlo, you were the stalwart of the team. Air said that herself. Moving on, as always, um, big shout out to DOD X one Foxtrot. My clan that I couldn't do without. Um, also once again big shout out from like the other two guys said to the Guardian Radio Network. It is a true honor to you know be a part of that. Like that's that's pretty amazing. So when when Blue shared that news with us, blew our minds. Now we get to talk about it, so thank you so much, and of course, shout out to Green-Eyed for being here because, yeah, there's us, and you you dealt with that for a good amount of time, so thank you so much for joining us
3: tonight. You guys are great. I enjoyed it. So with
0: that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend the evening with us. If you'd like to join us, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat. Links to all our sites can also be found with our episode archives over on www.focusfirechat.com. Thank you again to Green for spending your evening with us. We really appreciate it and look forward to having you back sometime please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any feedback or questions concerning the podcast and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback on iTunes or through that email as well. We try to keep to the scheduled Wednesday night streams of the chat starting at approximately 10 p.m. Central, but if we have any variations, we always make sure to let everyone know through our Twitter account at focusfirechat. So until next time, The lore band marches on.